What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Ring the Bell Phillies podcast. Christy, Francesco, Jason Kent here with you as well. And we're introducing a new uh, player to this team. Um, just to be truthful, I have uh, known the kid since uh, he was born. So uh, if that one shows you how old I am, uh, which is wild to think. But Johnny Mack, Johnny McElroy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. John has uh, always followed um, any, I guess, you know, Phillies, anything that we've done, any kind of baseball thing that I've done. And um, lately he's been someone who has been commenting in our section. I just I, I reached out to him. Uh, he's a really good baseball guy. He's played baseball his whole life. Um, so really want to get his thoughts and opinions on on the Phillies. So to kind of give everybody an idea of what's going on. So just to let everybody know, we are live on a Thursday night. However, just to let everybody know, and to kind of give you a programming note here, uh, this is pretty much what's going to be the norm uh, from here on out. And I think even going into next year, which is what uh, Jason and I were talking about earlier today, um, I think we are going to be doing two shows a week from here on out. Is that right, Jay? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. It was something we uh, we've been talking about since we started the show. Once we went to live on YouTube and Facebook and all that, really starting to uh, pump the two shows a week. So it really feels like we're heading there, and it's uh, it feels like it's been a long time coming. So it feels really good. Yeah, for sure. So then, like, here's the idea. Here's a plan. You're gonna get another show on Sunday. That's gonna be normal. The main show is obviously on Sunday. Uh, that's where we recap everything. Uh, and then we preview for the entire week ahead. However, beginning tonight, now, uh, what we're going to do is do a show most likely Wednesday nights or Thursday nights, depending on if it's a three-game or four-game set, if there's a rain out, a makeup day. We're going to just basically recap that first series of the week and then preview the weekend series. Uh, kind of give you guys like a, a midweek dessert right around now. So usually we'll come out here live immediately after the, the Phillies Wednesday or Thursday night game to talk. Uh, the Phillies are uh, basically like just moments away from taking three or four against the, the Washington Nationals, which we'll get into. Uh, we'll also discuss, obviously, the no-hitter that occurred Wednesday night, which was pretty damn historic. I'll actually let John talk to you guys about that because I don't want to steal his thunder. He talked about this uh, with me on the phone earlier, and he brought up a really cool thing that for some reason I didn't even think about. Uh, so let's kind of get started here. First off, I do want to say, as the Phillies are about to hopefully uh, wrap up uh, this game against the Nationals, they're currently winning 6-2 uh, to two in, the bot in the top of the ninth. No other teams in the National League wildcard race played tonight. So if and when the Phillies pick up you know, this W here, They'll be a game up on the Giants for the top wild card spot, four ahead of the Miami Marlins, who is the third spot, and four and a half ahead of the Cubs, which is you know the first team on that bubble. So Jay and John, oh, I gotta get used to that. Jay and John, you know the Phillies, which Jay we've been talking about for weeks. The Phillies need to have a week where they start really pulling away from the wild, the other wild card teams. Because look, I'm not here to say that they're not going to catch the Braves for the division, but that's not necessarily, I think should be any of our focus right now. Our focus should be just keep winning games 
and at least secure ourselves a you know a top one or two playoff spot in that wild card. But uh, Jay, it looks like the Phillies are are doing exactly kind of what we were hoping they would do, and that is uh, start to try to pull away from the rest of the wild card teams. Yeah, you know, especially it started. I felt like it started last week. Um, you know, had a five and two week. Um, you said they would go six and one this week. Um, seems like they're headed there. And the good thing is a lot of your other teams are losing. You know, uh, San Fran's five and five. Miami's three and seven. Cubs are, you know, the only team really winning six and four. Reds are two and eight. Diamondbacks are one and nine. Um, so it looks like a lot of those teams where we were kind of frantic early, um, thinking and hoping the Phillies would win, where some of those teams were running away. Mm-hmm. They're starting to play down to what we thought they may be in the beginning of the season, and the Phillies are really starting to play up to where we thought they'd be. And I think today was a great game. It really showed what this offense can do when everybody's really clicking. Um, so, and, and the pitching's looking pretty good, and yeah. the, the bats are really coming alive. Turner, um, for all I did, smashing him for the standing O, it really seems like it helped him, and he's batting, what, like 380 over the last yep. week. So yep. um, I guess I was wrong on that one. It's, hey, look, 99% of the fan base <laughs> was wrong uh, on that one. By the way, the Phillies just rung the bell. They just took uh, took three or four. They finished this game here, and they beat um, the Nationals 6-2. Uh, to two. So guess what? If you guys want to watch a post-game show, head over right now to our YouTube page, head over to my Facebook, uh, Twitter, and click us up. We're here. We're here live immediately following the game. So, uh, John, again, let me, uh, if you can, John, piggyback off of um, what uh, Jay just said about how it's so important right now for the Phillies to start pulling away in that wild card race. Uh, I 100% agree. The one thing I'm looking forward to is hopefully the last week of the season, you don't have to worry about um, playing all your players full time. Uh, you can rest a couple pitchers, maybe pull the guys from the minors, let them throw a little bit. You don't have to extenuate Wheeler or Nola, who got tired last year at the end of the season, and it seems like Nola's been tired all year. It's the most he's ever pitched. He pitched deep in November, didn't miss a single start last year. So hopefully we can get them a few extra days rest at the end of the season and we can get that wrapped up pretty early. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's kind of wrap up today's game before we go backwards uh, since the this last game here against the Nats just ended. So, you know, man, looking at this game, um, let's just look at the offense for a second. They hit three home runs tonight. Trey Turner, Cassie, and JT. Uh, they've hit 17 home runs, the Phillies, in their last six games. Um, it's just absolutely crazy. And, like, let's just kind of talk about Nick Castellanos. Uh, Jay, man, we were real worried coming out of the All-Star break if the, uh, if the Phillies were going to have um, Castellanos and Trey Turner still not hitting or remotely swinging a mild bat, right? These two guys, especially Nick Castellanos, holy cow, man, they're locked in. Um, John, what are you seeing maybe differently out of Nick Castellanos that you weren't seeing maybe three or four weeks ago? He's not chasing as much, and he's kind of like locked in more than he was recently. Mm-hmm. I think like the most important thing would be – how would I put this um, – I think just the atmosphere of his family being there and his son's like, but it seems like every time his Liam's there, especially this week, like he's just on a different level when his son's in, in the ballpark. Yeah, it's wild to think, but that's kind of the way it's been, which is crazy. Um, 
But yeah, Castellanos is, man, he he's an absolute threat. And if you look at Trey Turner, a lot has been said about the standing ovations. Um, look, fact of the matter is, I'm not one for, you know, breaking a jinx or all that kind of stuff. I, I think that stuff is all hogwash. It's I, I don't believe in jinxes necessarily, um, which might be contradictory because I'm massively superstitious when I play baseball or anything. But um, I just – when I look at a guy like Trey Turner and John and Jay, you guys can probably also attest to the same thing. Um, when you're – when you have a history of being a, a, as prolific as a hitter as a Trey Turner is, you have to think in the back of your head that he's going to come out of it, right? Whether it's mid-September, late August, early August – you have to think that someone that good is going to come out of it, John. Um, I think he was just overwhelmed with a lot of pressure where he seemed, especially Castellanos last year, where Pete fans were booing him and they were really in his head and that's why he struggled so much. I think Trey was feeling that same exact pressure and that standing ovation kind of just boosted his morale a little bit where he wasn't thinking as much. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay? It, it does seem like that. I Because like you said, I think – in the offseason, we wanted Trey because he had that history. It's not like he was a, you know, a 271 year, 300, 250. He was a, he's a 300 hitter. Guy that's going to hit you about 20 home runs. So we did say it a lot last year with Casty, where we really believed he was going to come out of it. I don't know why I doubted Trey, but yes, a dude that's a professional hitter, as good as he is, you know, he's done it for seven straight years now. You do expect him to get hot at some point, and it really seems like – I think like John said, maybe once they got that standing O, he's able to just feel a little relief, get that little bit off his shoulder, and and stop thinking about it and just say, okay, you know, it's time to go play. It really feels like he just started playing like a kid again. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, I think that's exactly and, – and I think that, that goes back to what um, John was saying is, man, the pressure has been on him since day one. And, again, I know we've mentioned this a, a – couple times already and john this is the first time you're here and you actually brought this up to me when i saw you uh face to face the other day we are really seeing or we did see for a long time the true effects of not having um reese hoskins in this lineup i i think what it did was it added more pressure to every other guy every other tippy top guy in that lineup whether it's um Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, it added a little bit more pressure to these guys. And do you agree, John, that we maybe we're at a point now where now that monkey is off their back and now they're just playing baseball? Yeah, I think they're realizing that they like how good of a baseball team they are. And when they when yeah. they're all clicking like they are right now, it's I mean, there's no team that can stop this offense. I don't think there's a, a pitching staff in, in the MLB that right now that can stop them at all. But they had to replace 35 home runs and 80-plus RBIs a year. I mean, that's that's really, really hard to replace. Them. And you were expecting him to play first base every single day for them. And then- for sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So as it stands right now, the Phillies are a season-high uh, 12 games over 500. And, again, they have a four-and-a-half game cushion on the first team outside of the wild card race. Um, if you guys are just joining us, uh, this is the Ring the Bell podcast. I guess you can call it the post-game show, uh, the post-series show, uh, midweek series, whatever you want to call it. But um, cup two, one or you know, one major thing happened in 
Thursday night's game that we have to talk about because we don't know the severity yet. Um, Bryce Harper left the game early uh, with mid back spasms. He's going to be going under further evaluation. Um, John, I'll, I'll ask you. Um, Bryce has had a history of sort of back issues, mainly because of um, when you're an offensive, when, when you're a hitter with such a violent swing that Bryce has. Uh, back spasms become kind of something that pops up here and there for him, but this didn't happen swinging a baseball bat. This looked like uh, when he went down to make a defensive play uh, that bounced off of the first base, um, uh, bounced off, uh, bounced off the first base. And he, I guess, seemingly struggled from then on out to kind of stand up a little bit on his own without some, some uh, discomfort. Uh, what was your immediate thoughts when you heard uh, Bryce has left the game and he is not coming back? Well, I was just thinking, like, what could have possibly, what could he have possibly done? Because there was really nothing. You couldn't really tell exactly yeah. what was really bothering him. And I'm like, oh, great, the season's over. Like, great, we lost our, we lost our guy. But I mean, I'm not really too worried because he does have a history of it. And he usually comes back, except for that one season after he won MVP where he had the back spasms all year and he struggled the entire that entire season. But hopefully, he comes back to normal. But I just think he's not used to playing the field. He hasn't played the field in, what, a year and a half? And he's played, what, 10 games so far about? I mean, yep. It just mm-hmm. His body's not used to being out there, moving around. He's just been sitting in the dugout the whole time just swinging. So I think it just has to do a little bit with that. Maybe give him a few days off and see what uh, happens after that. Yeah, you got to really see what the severity of it is because if you all get on that Google machine and you look up the old WebMD, <laughs> the, these back spasms um, – these back spasms can really last either days or they can last weeks. Um, So that's where my issue comes because you're in a race. Now you're, you're, you're in a, a race to make the playoffs. You're in a race to, you know, this is where your, your horses are playing every day. But when you have a Bryce Harper, Jay, who's so important to this team, um, is this something where you go, look, just take a week and let's let's see where we are in a week? Because this is somebody you absolutely need healthy for a postseason run. Oh, if he tells me he's okay tomorrow, I'm trusting him he's okay at this point. <laughs> like he, he, we're, we, like you said, we're in the mid. This is the time you need to play. You need him in there. Um, and his bat really seems to be starting to come around. Um, so if he ca- – he comes to me tomorrow and says, I'm good to go. I'm putting him in first base. It just, it seemed like a bad hop. And I'm sure his natural reaction is to kind of come away from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that kind of just tweaked his back a little bit. Listen, you want to sit him tomorrow. I'm okay with it. Um, he better be playing Sunday when I'm there. <laughs> you got to make sure that you have to appease Jason. Okay, yeah. Um, but absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, Soul Man checking in from Arizona. Really appreciate that, man. Um, but yes, uh, thank you for the congratulations. The congratulations goes to my sister. Uh, I had nothing to do with it. So uh, uh, the congratulations goes to my sister who uh, birthed a baby boy last week. So uh, congratulations to her and um, looking forward to uh, meeting little Gio. So really excited for that. But uh, thank you for the congratulations. Um, so let's now take a step back and let's look at what happened Wednesday night inside Citizens Bank Park. I'm almost kicking myself because my brother called me um, early afternoon on Wednesday said, Hey, do you want to go to a Phillies game? And I said, I can't because I have, I have, I had to work. Um, 
and you almost look back and go, damn it, I would have been part of a no-hitter. Um, obviously, it's not anything you can predict, but notwithstanding. Um, John, you brought this up uh, on the phone call uh, with me earlier today as we were talking about uh, this show. If you can, can you kind of relay it to the audience uh, why this is arguably the most unique no-hitter of all time? Uh, I mean, we can start off with the guy who started it off, um, West Wilson. I mean, his first home run, his first major league at bat, how great is that? And then you have his dad out there who, I mean, he worked hard for seven years. And I read today that his parents were helping his, uh, him and his wife just like get by a little bit because he was trying to make his dreams come true of playing in MLB. And his dad just, mm-hmm. just surreal remember to see him in tears, like when he, when his son just hit his first career home run and his first hit in his debut. And then you have Lorenzen who just, I mean, his home debut, I mean, in front of this crowd in this city, you throw a no hitter in your home debut, and not to mention your your mother's in the stands watching watching this, and your wife's there, and your daughter's there, and it, that's just a surreal moment. And his father passed away what ten years ago this month, I believe, and his dad's birthday is today too. So I mean, there's just yep. so many different things that happen in one day, and we can't forget about Cassianis who hits two home runs in in one game and then makes two hundredth career home run. I mean, ha- yep. imagine having one of those balls and giving it up for nothing. I mean, that's just yeah. Those two yeah. balls are just it's real, historic, real historic game that I've never witnessed anything like it. And then Rojas is the first time in what 125 years that uh, the center fielder catches nine so, fly ball outs and a no hitter. Yes. So according to Elias Sports, um, Johan Rojas uh, had nine putouts, are the most by an outfielder in an official official no hitter since 1900. The previous high was seven from Hank Bauer in 1951. And Luis Gonzalez, the Luis Gonzalez, uh, former Detroit Tiger and former Arizona Diamondback, um, in 1993. So that's pretty freaking cool, man. Uh, of course, Jay, I told that to Jay, and he had to find something negative to say. <laughs> he even said it's a lot of hard-hit balls. Like, you're giving up a lot of hard-hit balls there. <laughs> yeah i know just, it's like and, it, and it's cool because even even um even lorenzen mentioned it he said thank god they weren't hit the left or right field because they would have ended up in the second deck so um yeah so it it was awesome um but i i will say this and it's it's an aaron nola tidbit and again i sent you guys this uh earlier um it's like really wild stuff the starting pitcher for the phillies their following game after the the Cole Hamels no hitter in 2016, Aaron Nola, which was his second major league start and his first career win, mind you. And tonight's starting pitcher was Aaron Nola. So that's pretty good. Aaron Nola pitched a really good game, threw too many pitches, um, couldn't get the Phillies out of the you know out of the sixth inning without, of course, uh, stranding uh, runners on first and third with no outs. Um, so, look, I think it was a good performance by Nola. Uh, the offense didn't come up big, but still, and I said this to Jay on a text message that really, and of course he, of course, had his Nola jersey on, so he had to defend <laughs> him, uh, where, he's, where I said, look, you really need Aaron Nola to go more than five innings tonight. You know, you just have to. Um, but still, he kept them in the game, did leave them in a bit of a struggle position. Thank God it's like the Nationals. Um, not anybody that's a devastating roster and um, the Phillies were able to get out of it and obviously get the win. Um, But again, 
let's go back to what John said about the no-hitter and how rare this was in terms of uh, his very first home start with a team that he was just traded to. He became the second pitcher to do this in the last 125 years and the first person to do that in more than 60 years. So this is, you know, usually the Phillies are on the wrong side of history with these kinds of things. So it was really cool um, to, to see. Uh, thanks, Ryan uh, Minjin, uh, checking in here. Um, legendary baseball coach and player. Um, big shout out to him for this. Um, it was really, really cool to see the Phillies actually come out on a really good side of history with this, uh, uh, Jay. You know, what were you, what were you thinking when you were watching this? I was just more impressed with the way he's looked as well. You know, he's still hitting 95 in the ninth. Yeah. He's looking good. You know, he pitched eight innings his first start. Um, I remember you said it to me after his first start is, you know, is he really maybe could this guy replace Nola? Uh, and I kind of laughed it and scoffed at it because, you know, just look at his career. But if the kid keeps it up, you know, I, I said, I think it's more like a Blanton type of deal where you're bringing him in to hope he eats up some innings and looks okay. But he's really saved this bullpen in his two starts. That's really was struggling early in the season. So it's nice to see him come in and really give them a day off. And they didn't really have to waste too much tonight. So it was nice uh, to really see that, but he's just been super impressive. I'm just, I was not expecting this from him. Yeah. What I love about him is the fact that he showed, and I got to give Topper credit. I know John hates that, but I got to give Topper credit for sticking with, uh, with Lorenzen, especially, you know, going through over 120 pitches. Again, it shows you, uh, it shows you that the pitch count can be such BS. This dude is go is the longest game he's ever pitched, and he's still chucking 95, 96 at pitch 121, right? So it just shows that look, you gotta, you, you gotta, um, just let these guys cook, man. If they're up there doing damage, um, and you know Frankie Doling checking in, um, stud, stud ace pitcher from um, Ryder University who had me there for quite some time, where I got my bachelor's degree from so uh shout out to you frankie you're a stud um proud of you and um and you look at this kid now and what i was saying is you don't go out and get a right-handed pitcher like a michael lorenzen if there's not some thought that you can bring him back for another year or so and i look at it this way he was a reliever for a long time a spot starter here and there he goes to the tigers and becomes really finds himself and becomes an all-star pitcher there's not a lot of mileage on that arm. So he's 31 years old, yes, but there's not a ton of mileage on him. And and for those of you who really want to dig deep into Michael Lorenzen, you really got to find out how he trains. He's a freak, freak athlete. And, you know, he goes all over the world to different uh, trainers and, uh, and finds ways to keep his body um, absolutely pristine and in such incredible shape to handle the wear and tear of being a professional pitcher. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, in, in, uh, I'll ask you, Jay, if this keeps up, is this a guy that in the offseason you go, yeah, let's give him a good you know, three-year deal? I just love the next-level analysis that we provide on this show, that Michael Lorenzen goes across the world for training. Yeah. I just appreciate that. Um, yeah, if he – you know, because – you already know Nola may be gone. So you already know you're probably out him. 
Um, it's going to be tough, but if he looks good, you might as well bring him back because Wheeler's going another season. You don't know. I don't think uh, Painter's going to be up next year. You don't know what you have down there. Why not give him a nice two, three-year deal if you can keep it around $8 because you need to save some cap? You, you know, you can throw him a deal if he looks good. I think it's a smart move. This, you know, it seems like this trade's really paying off. It was a low-risk, high-reward type of trade. So, um, yeah, you throw something at him, hopefully, and he stays if he looks well. Absolutely. I agree. How about you, uh, John? But when they got him, I was like, oh, all right, we got a reliable guy. You know, hopefully eat some innings up for us and then playoff time comes around, you throw him in the bullpen. I did not expect this. Now I'm looking at him like, this guy could possibly, you know, start like the third game or the second game evenly for the way pitches have been all year. So you know who's starting game two. Stop it. <laughs> you know Topper's rolling with number 27, game two, no matter what. You're probably right, but I mean, this, this, he has an opportunity that he can actually start a playoff game instead of getting sent to the bullpen, which I'm not opposed to because you know how range, how great Ranger was in the bullpen too, so we can throw yeah. him in the bullpen as well. So there's a lot of options that they do have. And I don't know how I would feel about an, an extension yet because I just don't – there's not enough work there as a starter. I That's agree. why. I, I can't trust that because then it could just be that one year where he has a great year, then you, you give him that deal and it's – I mean, it's like Tyler was – Tyler Anderson over with the Angels. He's absolutely horrible again. I mean, he was great for the Dodgers on his one-year deal, and then now mm-hmm. looking at what the got that all got all that money, and he's has what a five year ERA and what, yeah. five and ten is his record or something like that. So I mean, yeah. it's just you can't I can't trust that. So those things. But you're right. You know that that resume is not there. Um, but I'll tell you what. If he, I'm not look. He's <laughs> not going to sit here and say he's going to pitch another no hitter. But if you know if he's going to go the rest of the season, given the Phillies really, you know, six, seven inning outings. I mean, at least six. I'm not going to expect seven or more um, from Lorenz in every outing. But if he's going to give you six quality innings for the rest of the season, and I'm sure if the Phillies get deeper into the playoffs, he's going to pitch some high, some you know, some high leverage games. That I was going to say that, Chris. It, that's the one thing. It's impressive right now, barring something catastrophic. You know. I'm not saying we're going to make the run to the World Series because I didn't have him in it, but I do. if we do, we we're not <laughs> going to have to throw bullpen games this year. You're like, right. It, it's 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 really good because now I this with him looking well, this is a very deep rotation. I don't think you have your really if Wheeler's on, he's he's your number one, but you have a lot of guys behind it that can pitch pretty well. So I, I do think now with Lorenzen in there, Ranger Walker, I think you're a pretty deep staff right now and I'm, I'm happy with the way we look if they keep it up i i agree all right so we're going to take a quick pause for the cause we're going to pay some bills around here uh and then we're going to get back we have a couple injury updates uh that just came out uh, from the phillies but however let's talk about the official sponsor of this show um the ones who, who keep us rolling here and that is our friends at manscape but so tonight it's Thursday night, which means it's preseason football. So this goes out to all you fantasy football fanatics. As draft season approaches, don't neglect the most important draft pick of all, your game balls. We all know how injuries can ruin a season, so let Manscaped take care of that Reggie Bush of yours with that with their skin-safe technology. This should guarantee you have a smooth ride into the playoffs. The leaders and below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their Performance Package 4.0, and it's time for you to do the same. Join the 9 million men. That's 9 million with an M. Million men worldwide. 
who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code baseball 20 inside the performance package 4.0. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance uh, boxer briefs, and a travel bag. Slotted at quarterback, we have the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, and even that A-gap. Um, this fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce uh, grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000K LED light. What the hell is an LED light doing on, on, on a trimmer? But Manscaped's got you covered. It's brighter than Bryce Young's future in the end zone. This performance package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, the ultimate flex. Watch it run through ear and nose hairs like Aaron Donald runs through your favorite quarterback. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. God, say that five times. Uh, this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive holes. Don't forget the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little bench warmers be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Man, who's the commission now? So get 20% off and free shipping with the code BASEBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with our code BASEBALL20 at manscaped.com. All right, welcome back. How about that? How about that? Manscaped.com. I, I don't know how you do it without not laughing the whole entire time. It's an on-off switch. When I read those before the show, I laugh all the time, every single time. Um, I'm just like, trying to focus on reading it. <laughs> let those alone those nose hair it. trimmers are amazing. Yeah, I'll push are. them every time. Yeah, and the light, especially in his a gap. If you, I'm not saying to <laughs> shave in the dark, but yeah. if you need to, if that you know, if the power goes out and you, hey, I got a hot day tonight, you got to shave them up. That's what the LED lights there for, bud. My man, Jason's <laughs> hot date tomorrow is me. Um, uh, so. Let's go. Let's do some injury updates that just came out. Uh, Harper, according to Topper, is day-to-day. I'm sure we'll probably get more updates on that tomorrow. Um, Bryson Stott, he's fine. Should be good to go. Uh, JT Realmuto is going to be re-examined tomorrow. So that is a little scary to me. Um, Broken finger. It could be, I'm sure. Um, But the fact is um, Harper has back spasms day-to-day. That's what Topper uh, talked about after the game. The only other issue there to me is losing JT because, you know, we had JT out for a week or so before that uh, with what was the blister on his finger. Um, So not being without two of those guys, that's a little bit, a little bit of an issue for me moving forward. Uh, John, are you worried about any, um, any of those three injuries? Uh, the JT one scares me a little bit with the, it's possibly there's some broken finger in there or something that the depth that catcher, they don't have much depth at all. Nah. And, and Stubbs is not in there every day. Every, once a week, he's great. You know, having him in there and everything, but, I, but every day, I don't know. And Marshawn, any updates on him? Like, what, how's he progressing with his injury? He had that, what, thigh, that, that fever bruise or whatever it was, or yep. breaker. So, yeah. I mean, it, 
he can't he can't go. I don't even know who who's even in the minors that can even come up and catch at this point. No one. They don't have a minor league catcher. I don't <laughs> catch. I don't appreciate the stubsy disrespect from a special guest. <laughs> you know? Special Look, guest coming in here disrespecting the stubster. Uh, well, <laughs> the stubster. I should mute you for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> um so Let's kind of, again, rewind it back a little bit um, and talk about Aaron Nola. To me, it looked like he labored through, you know, five innings. Uh, again, he left the game with an uh, one earned run allowed. That's, you know, he left uh, those runners on base. Very uh, so he was only one, yeah. Yeah, he was responsible for that. One walk and six strikeouts. Um, Matt Stram allowed that inherited runner to score uh, after that, that double coming into the game in that sixth. Uh, but he did get out of that jam. Um, and he got the win. So he got his eighth win of the season. Um, I'll tell you what, the most encouraging thing I saw tonight outside of the offense, man, Sir Anthony Dominguez, a quick and easy eight pitch, one, two, three inning in the seventh. Um, how about that, uh, John? Sir Anthony looking real good tonight. Yeah, we need him. I'm tired of seeing Hoffman and Covey and all those guys. Yeah, and, and high re- high leverage high leverage situation. I mean, he pitches great when you're when you're up five or you're you're down five. It's great. We don't when the game's on the line. It seems like that he's always blowing it somewhere or another. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's kind of now let's let's walk away and let's talk about um, what's coming up, and that is a three game set uh, in Minnesota against the Twins. Um, Jay, what are you what are you expecting? What are you looking for in, in this one, especially where it looks like they might be down JT and Harper for the weekend? I'm assuming it's a winnable series. Um, you should take two or three. Um, they're a team that they're in first place. They just lost three in a row to Detroit. Um, so hopefully, maybe you're catching them at a good time. Um, I, I do like our pitching compared to theirs. Um, we don't know who's going Sunday yet, but I, I do expect taking two or three from them. I do expect, um, even I think if, if JT and Bryce miss a day or two, well, Bryce, hopefully, even if they miss the series, I see them taking the series. Um, I don't see them really struggling with Minnesota. Uh, John, I just, I think pitch needs to step up. I do think it's a very winnable series. I think they can even sweep. I'm not sure they will. I think it's going to be, you know, they'll, they'll take two or three, but very winnable series and I expect them to win and just pitching needs to step up a little more. They've been pitching fantastic, but just a little more with those two guys out of the lineup. So I need a sweep so I can uh, get that six and one <laughs> prediction down. Um, but by the way, looking at the video again, I just watched it while you were talking. I was listening to you uh, clearly, uh, John. Uh, it looks like the injury for Bryce occurred on the pickoff attempt uh, where he reached uh, backwards uh, to try to make a tag, okay. and right after that was when he kind of squatted down a little bit with some discomfort. Um, look, uh, John, you know, I'll ask you, you played baseball for a long, long time. Do you have any history with back issues whatsoever? Now, more, my stuff is more with my arms and everything, but I, there's sometimes you just do something weird, yep. and it's just something you're not used to, and it just – you sit there with that pain, and it, it's really bu- bugging you and bothering you, and that some point you got to get out of the game but i think he's fine i think it's just the lack of not doing it and and that that torque that he's not used to i think it just has to do with that i mean he's never played first base in his major league career so that's just something new and it's something he's got to get used to but i think it's just one of those freak things that just happened because he's not used to doing it as much 
Oh, I agree with you, and I'm really fingers crossed. Like, look, everybody has their guy that they'll support. I really just need Harp to be okay. I <laughs> I think about it every single day. Like, oh, good, I get to watch Bryce Harper today. So I I, I we need we need this. Uh, we can't have look, and that goes for like JT or any of these starters. It's August. It's almost mid-August. Uh, we just we just can't have these injuries because, like you said, we the Phillies just don't have the depth to recover with these guys and that's just it, it sucks i think that's something that you know we're going to talk about way down the line after the parade in november and i just feel like they, they're going to really have to address the roster from a death perspective going into 2024 so we'll talk about that way down the line yeah how much depth can you have when you have guys making that much money yeah that's another like, it's a big difference yeah, yeah. yeah wait until otani gets in here just kidding. That's not Let's happening. go. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So that's that wraps us up for, for this episode. Uh, couple quick little hits here. One, if you want to follow us on social media, at RingTheBell856 on Instagram, at RingTheBell856 on Twitter. Uh, find us on YouTube, Ring the Bell, a Phillies podcast. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching this, smash the like button. That really helps us. Again, if you listen to the audio version of us, um, please – if you're on Apple, the majority of our audience, over 57% list I checked, listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Give us a star rating. I don't care what it is, one or five. I prefer five. That would be great. Um, but it really helps us in terms of the algorithm. That's the that's the word of the show. That's going to be on a T-shirt when we release our shirts, algorithm. Um, it, it, if you guys keep voting – Spell algorithm, bro. Spell algorithm. Uh, okay. It's gotta be A L G O R I T. I can't remember. You're asking. You're, man, that really, that's really hard. Algorithm. It's gotta be. It's gotta be A L G O R I T. I'm sure it's it's spelled phonetic. I'm sure it's spelled the way it sounds. Yeah, you never know. You just never know. I think um, that I is a I think that I is a Y. I think it is. I don't know. Again, look it up again. I think it's A L G O R I T H M. That's got to be it, right? This uh, is high quality podcast entertainment. Oh, there is an I. It is an I. It there, is an there I. You go. Oh, wow. Thank you. Cheers. I would have said why. You owe me wings, Jay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Also, uh, again, what that does is if you guys go to type in Phillies in the search bar for podcasts, we'll be like one of the top five or 10 podcasts that show up for you. It means a lot. That's how Apple judges um, uh, who, uh, how their algorithm uh, pushes certain podcasts to the tippy top of a search bar. Um, so, yeah, please rate and review. It does mean a lot. Like us on, on um, YouTube. Follow us. Also, likes mean a ton. For some reason, YouTube puts all their stock in, in a like button. So whatever. You got to do what you got to do, right? Also, last thing. Jay's been working really hard on this, and I really appreciate him for it. We have merch coming. A lot of it. Looks and, good. Looks you know, good. And it, I, I can't wait. We have so many things. We have sweatpants. We have shorts, hats, T-shirts. Um, you know, if you maybe we'll, our logo will be on a thong for all I know, but look, not nonetheless, it's coming soon. 
Uh, wow, that came out very wrong. Segwaying from saying thong. Um, look, this these this merch store will be happening <laughs> within the near future. Um, uh, we are working with our our logo department, our branding department, to uh, help us out um, fixing up our logo a little bit that is suitable for you know different uh, looks on a t-shirt or a hoodie. But it they're they're coming. We're so excited for it. Um, it's something we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, we've been asked about it so much as when you're getting t-shirts, when you're getting hats. Um, I said, we're working on it. It's not that easy to, to, to find places to, to do it. That's not, you know, Hey, buy 30 of these. So they're 15 bucks a piece. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Sorry. No, I love wish, y'all. Wish it was 15 a piece. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Right. But um, no, so again, the plan moving forward is you're going to get two shows a week. You're going to get one after the. Uh, before you the, go, Chris. Before we go into that, I wanted to shout out, right? Shout out Dan, Dan, right? Is that right, Dan? Oh yeah. So Dan, I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, man. I, 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 I I'm with you. Me and you can we can live the Schwarber hate together. I appreciate yeah. you, bud. Yeah. Like, so I'll, to kind join, of... I'll join you. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the kind of. Um... Real quick before we end it, uh, what happened was I was in my local Starbucks a couple days ago. Um, I was getting, I was picking up, I was actually picking up uh, a drink for my wife, and I go in. You liar! I'm still. I, I get like one thing there, but she, she was getting ready to travel, so I, I picked her up a drink. Um, I was getting her a drink. Um, so I was wearing, I think I was wearing my uh, my burgundy Harper T-shirt. So I get a tap on the back. And it's a guy, his name's Dan. He was like six foot one, maybe. Who cares? Not who cares. I'm not going to run down this whole thing for him. But 235. Um, 235. <laughs> I bet he squatted 350. Uh, he's got at least 21 inch arms. Um, and he tapped me in the back and said, Are you Christy Francesco from the Ring the Bell podcast? I said, Yes, I am. Did I say something bad? Like, <laughs> that's usually what I think. If somebody is going to point me out. I probably said something that they didn't like, uh, but no, he was just super, super kind. And, and um, you know, he said he and his buddies uh, listen to our show all the time, every week. And they're so happy that we're streaming. Uh, so are we. Um, it was really, really neat. I wish he didn't run out so fast. I would have loved to have, you know, paid for his drink, uh, which probably would have made sure I didn't have a chance to pay my mortgage because of how expensive Starbucks is. But um, it was super nice. And, you know, it made all this really worth it. That one dude, makes us all worth it to me anyway. Um, but yeah, we have so much coming down the pike. We're going to be doing two shows a week now. Um, after the first series of the week, we're going to come on. We're going to do it just like tonight, do a post game and wrap up the series. And then we're going to preview the next one, but we'll see you Sunday to wrap up the week. And then the preview the whole week ahead. Um, super excited for, for everything we have coming to you guys. Stick with us. Uh, we'll keep updating you on the merch and anything else that's coming. Um, Johnny Mac here will be a more consistent um, part of the show. Uh, he will be here either the midweek or the end of the week or both, depending on how things go. Uh, there's a lot of times that Dean can't make a pod. So we have, we have uh, Mac here and then we have Jay who usually makes every show but then sometimes just like five minutes before we'll say, I can't do it today. Um, so, so uh, the good thing is we have, you know, we have other starters here. That's going to help us out. Um, I'm Christy Francesco. That's Jason Kent and John McElroy. 
This has been the Ring the Bell podcast, and we'll catch you guys down the road. And as always, go Phils.